Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Crockcast Podcast. I'm your host, Nate. And today I'm joined by Mr. Jimmy Riffles, uh, uh, one of the co-hosts of the old Ammo Planet show, Gator Boys. Jimmy, welcome Thank to the show. You. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. And you? I'm doing okay. Hanging in there. Enjoying my Sunday. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, you want to get us started on how you first uh, got into reptiles and uh, how your career with reptiles has gone? Yeah. Um, so basically, I started volunteering at a small wildlife park uh, called the Native Village uh, that was located in Hollywood, Florida, which uh, no longer is there. Um, it was a small park where allowed volunteers uh, to come in or employees to you know start learning about some native and exotic animals. And I was 10 turning 11, I believe, or 11 turning 12. And my parents went in to see if they could find some old animal bones and stuff because I was always interested in like cleaning my own bones and putting things together. And uh, my mom gave me an old alligator head that the owner gave me for my birthday. And I basically started volunteering the day after that. And that's where it all started. And, you know, I didn't go in there thinking I was going to wrestle alligators or have hands on with stuff like that. I just wanted to be around, you know, the wildlife. And it escalated into from cleaning poop and cleaning bathrooms to, you know, catching small alligators for people to touch and hold and, you know, educational talks and lectures. And it was it just turned into something, that, a passion of mine that, you know, I just love doing. So uh, after that uh, internship with uh, that, your first internship, what was the next thing you did? So basically at Native Village, I start, like I said, I was there from about 11, 12 years old till I was about 20, I think it was 24, 25 years old. So I spent most of my young life into my, you know, young mid adulthood. <laughs> and uh, uh, from there, you know, that's where I met Paul, um, you know, my co-host, co-partner on Gator Boys. And we were friends for a very long time before the show Gator Boys. And, uh, you know, I traveled, did road shows, you know, educational stuff with reptiles and um paul and i decided that it would have been pretty cool to you know pitch around you know a couple guys that you know caught animals and worked with wildlife and see if they were interested in that and for many years you know we shopped around we signed uh agreements with people that went nowhere and i think it was almost eight years it took and we basically just said, screw it, you know, we're done with it. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. And uh, the, a network got in you know, contact with us and talked to us a little bit about, you know, what they were interested in. And we signed contracts like two weeks after that. So, and then that's, you know, that's how Gator Boys was born on Animal Planet. So, uh, so what was it like having your own TV show? Uh, it had it ups and downs. I mean, it, it was more positive than negatives, of course. Um, you know, our producers told us that this is going to change our lives, which, you know, me growing up in South Florida, you know, just this little guy just learning about animals didn't expect for that to happen. And it did. You know, one of the first stories that I can think of is I was in Walmart one night and somebody kept following me around 
and it was freaking me out and it didn't click about the TV show. And I'm like, dude, what's your problem? And he's like, oh, I just wanted to say, I love your show, you know? And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I took pictures with him. And from that point on, it was like, I couldn't believe that, you know, kids coming up to us and telling me, you know, that I'm their hero and they look up to us. I never thought in a million years that something like that would happen. And that's probably the most powerful thing that happened out of having our TV show besides, you know, getting the message out there about, you know, alligators aren't these man eaters was the position that we got to fulfill for especially the younger, you know, kids, you know, and they, they dressed up as us for Halloween and, you know, we, they sent us photos. It was, it was surreal that this was happening. And, um, but it, like I said, it was a blessing, which was pretty cool. So, uh, for those that haven't watched the show, do you want to talk a little bit about what all you did? Yeah. Uh, on yep. Gator Boys? Yeah. So, Gator Boys, Paul and I, um, we basically, Paul was the licensed trapper. Um, I was an agent under Paul. Um, I did not go out and trap alligators by myself. You know, I had to be there with Paul. Um, Paul is still doing that to this day, trapping alligators, um, keeping the rescue going. I run the rescue in my own way where I take alligators in from trappers and I give them a home here at my facility that I'm working on. Um, but Gator Boys, uh, the film crew followed us around. We ran a non-kill alligator rescue where we went into people's backyards, you know, places alligators turned up where um, they shouldn't have been or they should have been, but we moved into their area. And, you know, these alligators were deemed a nuisance. And we went in and caught these animals, these alligators out. And we donated them to other zoos or sanctuaries where they lived out the most of their life there, unless they went to another facility. Um, Everglades Outpost was the main facility we donated alligators to in uh, Florida City down in South Florida. And uh, then the crew got bigger, you know, all the people on the show, we were all friends and basically we started expanding the, the group bigger. And, you know, my brother, Andy, Scott, Trey, Ashley, Chris, Mike Easter. I mean, there was a big group of us, Kayla, Sarah, my fiance, um, you know, so they just followed us around and, you know, filmed what we were doing on a daily basis. And, you know, our daily lives with that, which was pretty interesting and, you know, pretty cool. And the show went big. The show became one of their top rated shows at the time. And uh, yeah, it just, it was definitely an experience that was pretty cool to live. And we got to share our message on a national level. And it definitely, I've got a ton of emails, text messages, you know, through social media platforms where or they, what do they call those DMs or something like that? Yeah. And, uh, you know, saying that, you know, we, you know, if it didn't have fur, we didn't like it. You know, we thought alligators were those man eaters. And after we watched your show, you know, we found a love for them, which that was our ultimate goal, you know, was to be able for that message to go out there where they're not those man eaters that everybody thinks they are. You know, have they injured and killed people? Yes. But, do they go out of their way to do that? Absolutely not. You know, it's a mistaken identity, wrong place, wrong time, you know, in a sense. Yeah. So uh, what would be your craziest uh, alligator rescue story? Oh, man, there were, there were so many of them. I'm trying to think. 
so we, you know, we went and filmed in Mississippi for a season. Uh, and Mississippi was a whole different ball game for us. You know, in Florida, we're dealing with, you know, our swamps and stuff. But Mississippi swamps are totally different than the Florida swamp. And we were, uh, Curtis, one of the gentlemen that owned Gulf Coast Gator Ranch, uh, you know, rest his soul. He passed away um, some years back. He, um, there was something called floton, which was floating land. And it looked like hard ground. And the first time I ever got introduced it, I jumped off of an airboat to go catch his alligator and I just went right through it. And it was so crazy. I just, I never thought in a million years, but we got into this, we got out of the, the floating uh, land and this gator, I went up and it was just me and him in the mud and he, he jumped up and was higher than my head. And I was able to catch him. He landed down in front of me and it was a, it was one of the craziest catches for my, you know, danger level for me, it was very hot. And, you know, the film crew had to film from the boat, airboats, because they couldn't get into, you know, where we were, you know, where I was in the mud. And um, I was exhausted after that. Got him caught up. And, um, you know, we had a couple other guys from the show that was still on the airboats. That was there as backup in case something were to happen. But, of course, you don't see that on camera. And, um <laughs> You know, they, they helped me get him in the boat, not going to lie, because I was exhausted, but it didn't seem that way. I did it all, you know, and, um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, that was probably one of the most sketchiest situations I've been in, but I mean, we've caught gators out of swimming pools, uh, garages, under cars, places they turn up where, you know, they shouldn't be, you know, they just, it's rainy season or breeding season and they start moving around. And they turn up and, you know, we got the call or the permit in to go catch them. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you've mentioned a few times before that you're starting up your uh, own facility. You want to go on that a little bit? Yeah. So, uh, back, we moved to Tallahassee for a little while. We were always, we've always been looking, Sarah and I, uh, for a place to build our little wildlife park. And when we went to Tallahassee, things didn't fit you know, there per se. So we ended up finding property um, in Ocala, Florida, you know, just out of Silver Springs, which we did purchase. And we have been for the last about a year and a half, almost two years, we have been under construction, uh, building a small scale uh, reptile slash animal wildlife park. And uh, it's going to be by appointment only, uh, but we are going to house uh, a uh, lot of different crocodilian species, uh, which is, of course, my love. You know, crocodilians have always been my passion. Um, venomous, non-venomous snakes. We have some mammals. Um, we're not doing anything uh, high-danger level mammals here just because of where we are. Um, that's something that we decided not to do. Um, but we do have what's called an African civet, uh, an animal native to Africa, which um, you do see in the States, but it's not common. Um, we have your normal Florida wildlife, possum, raccoon. Uh, we have a lemur. Um, our fox, unfortunately, passed away about a year ago. We had him for a very long time. Uh, but we have alligators, crocodiles, uh, caimans. Uh, so, yeah, so we're just – we have tortoises, turtles. We're just working on getting this place open so people can come out and have an interactive facility and an educational place to come out and learn about these amazing animals. <laughs> 
So uh, if people want to find uh, that park and schedule an appointment, where would they go to do that? Uh, so right now we just officially got all of our uh, county permits that were needed for us to open. So now we have to, I was trying to do bathrooms a different type of way, which uh, isn't going to work. So now we're in the process of building bathrooms uh, and our parking area. Once we get a few more things done, uh, we're planning on maybe opening by the new year, you know, or having another soft opening. We've had people out here before, but not, um, you know, officially in that sense, you know, but, um, but yeah, we, uh, we're just gonna, we're trying to plan for January to have like a re-grand opening where everything is done and ready to rock and roll. But as of right now, we're not open, but you can go to scalestalesandteeth.com and our website is back up and running. We've had it down for quite some time, adding the wildlife park to the website. Uh, so you can get on there and see some photos and see, uh, some of the facility enclosures, you know, right. Like I said, right now it's a work in progress, uh, planting all the plants and we're constantly changing and uh, improving different things that we've already built. Uh, but we're to the point now where we're just trying to maintain with what we have built at the facility and, you know, just trying to, we just got our gift shop delivered literally two days ago, three days ago which is going to be the gift shop slash office when you come into the the you know, wildlife park. That's where everyone's going to come in and out. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're working our butts off. We're we're heading that right direction. But it just it's just taking a lot more time. COVID really put a hurting on you know all of us. So we're still recovering. We bought this facility right in the beginning of uh, when COVID started. So it was a good time to buy, but a crappy time to materials and it still is to this day so <laughs> yeah so uh what are some of the other uh crocodilian species that you have at your facility at the moment uh so we house right now roughly about 54 american alligators ranging from up to 12 and a half feet uh, a couple of these animals were animals that we uh, caught on the show gator boy so i do still have some of those alligators um, that I decided to keep for myself, you know, and uh, we have a couple animals that are on loan. We have broad snouted caimans, which is uh, a pretty cool animal that you don't get to see a lot on exhibits. Zoos have them, but a lot of times it's behind the scenes. Our broad snouted caimans will be on exhibit. Uh, we do have some Siamese crocodiles. Uh, one of them is named Lee. She's absolutely amazing. Uh, she owns, uh, she belongs to a real good friend of ours that, um, you know, houses are here. We just take care of her. So, but you will be able to see her, uh, Nile crocodiles, we have a young saltwater crocodile here, um, that you'll be able to come out and check, um, and check out and see, and possibly even touch during the encounters. Uh, we have the dwarf caimans. We have both of we have the papabrosis and the trigonatus. We have both of those species here, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, Spectacle caimans, of course. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, but yeah, we have a lot of different uh, species. I, you know, eventually I do plan on getting more croc species. Uh, but right now we're just, like I said, we're trying to just, we're working on breeding, uh, uh, breeding. We're working on building a breeding pond uh, slash just larger pond to house more rescued alligators. And once we get that done, most of the alligators will move into the big pond 
and those enclosures will be opened up for other crocodilian species. Uh, we're working on getting some more Let's Crocodiles right now, um, and maybe some uh, in the near future, uh, maybe a Chinese alligator, hopefully, you know, but that's uh, stuff in the works that hopefully we uh, can work out uh, sooner than later, but we'll see. Nice. So, uh, what kind of led you to uh, create your own wildlife park and uh, the way you set it up? Uh, you know, I, since I started working at the Native Village when I was very young, um, after being there for a few years, you know, I I think it just it just kind of fell in the right place. You know, I just started feeling like this is where I belong and this is what I want to do. And, you know, most 13 year olds you know, saying this is what I'm going to do when I get older, you know, everyone looks at you like you're crazy that you don't know what you want to do. And here I am, you know, 37 years old and I am now about to fulfill the dream that I had from being a young kid. And this is something that we have tried to do in the past. It just didn't work out. You know, the other, you know, locations we tried this in and, um, you know, when I travel, because I travel and do educational reptile shows throughout the country still. We do gator demonstrations, gator wrestling. We have a reptile walkthrough exhibit that we set up at big fairs and festivals. And when we're on the road, we travel and we go to a lot of uh, zoological parks around the country. Um, you know, I support zoological parks all around the country and I believe in what they do and you know for the conservation of these animals and the breeding programs and so i get to see a lot of ways that people build enclosures and setups that they do of course you know being here funds do limit what i'm able to do in the aspect of seeing you know these large you know aza facilities but you know i can try to mimic some of these as best as i can you know with my capabilities and you know, we're just working on doing natural bog filters on some of that stuff. You know, Trey actually lives up here in the Ocala area too, another guy from the show. And he, um, he's he been getting into breeding some uh, turtles and stuff, but he's really big into the bog filters. So I think that's pretty cool. He's going to design these filters to where it filters our enclosures naturally, you know, and it circulates the water. And, you know, so that these are things that we have learned over time and, you know, kind of what we learned at the facility we worked at and we're just putting it all together and, you know, hoping that we can point this in the right direction. Okay. Uh, now, as someone whose dream goal is to uh, have my own reptile park someday, um, do you have any advice or anyone looking to start one up? You know, just if you have that goal or that want in life, you know, all I can say, man, is don't give up on it. You know, I can, you know, I can tell you from personal experience, I'm not there yet. Uh, I'm closest that I've ever have been and not been easy. It's, you know, I've dedicated my life to, you know, working around wildlife and doing my road shows and, and I haven't done this by myself. You know, I've had a lot of help along the way. A lot of people I consider family, you know, that are friends and, you know, they've put me in the right place at the right time, met the right people. And, you know, I have some of these animals because of them people. I would not have these animals if that's the case. So don't be afraid to ask for help and don't be afraid to take that help because I was that person. I never wanted that help. And, um, 
you know, and just stick with it. Eventually it's going to happen. If it's something that if it's meant to be, you know, it's meant to be. So. Right. So, uh, besides your parking, gator risk is all stuff. Uh, do you do any like a uh, herping on your free time? Yeah. Um, I used to do a lot of herping, uh, back in the day, um, where I'm at now, I'm not far from the Ocala national forest. So we get to go out there cruising around the roads. Um, we haven't done it much, but you know, I've seen, uh, you know, some colubrids, you know, your red rat snakes, yellow rat snakes, um, pygmy rattlesnakes. We see quite a bit out there. Um, some moccasins in certain areas, but you know, we, we haven't seen an Eastern diamondback yet out there, which shocks me, which we, you know, my neighbors have had them on their property, uh, coral snakes we've seen. Um, but yeah, we do herping out there on some of the side roads. We just had a rough green snake down the road here a couple days ago. Uh, I like to get out more than what I do now. Just by the time it gets to that time, I'm exhausted. And it's like, I just have to, you know, you know how it is. What if you herp, out there you're like man i'm glad i got out here but it, you have to get to that point and get out there so it gets tough yeah. when you don't have the time so yeah so uh in all your uh nationwide ed road shows and all that stuff um uh, what was it you say was your favorite place you ever done a road show oh man We've done road shows all over. Uh, I'm a sucker for out west. I love western states. I love Arizona, New Mexico. Sarah and I have always said if we're going to retire or you know go somewhere, Arizona is one of those top choices for us. We just love Arizona, and you know for a herper, that's like the dream area: Texas, you know, West South Texas, and then Arizona, of course. Um, but on the other side of the country, we went and did a show in Maine, which the area in Maine was absolutely beautiful, you know, where we were. And we weren't far from an area called, um, oh, man, our show was in Bangor, Maine, but we went to a place called Bar Harbor. Well, I, I would get yelled at saying it that way. But, yeah, Bar Harbor and Sarah and I are into collecting old glass and you know things like that so we go look for bottles and stuff and just being able to do that event uh, in a place where we wanted to visit was probably uh very fulfilling for us because we got to go there uh because of the show but also was able to fulfill that travel dream going to maine uh so that was pretty cool we went to i think in maine it was called arcadia national park which is the first place the sun touches when it rises here in the United States. So <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. And uh, we got to see the sunrise come up and me, Sarah, a couple other guys traveling on the road. It, it just was an experience that was pretty awesome. But um, there are certain states that don't allow alligators in them. So we weren't able to do shows in those states. But, uh, but we go around them states when we're traveling for the most part. So... Gotcha. So, uh, hmm. uh, what all do you do at your uh, road shows? Uh, so at our road shows, we do, uh, we have different type of packages, different events that we do. Um, we do alligator handling, alligator wrestling, of course. Um, I've been trying to get out of that more so, but 
recently I found getting back into it more. That's what all these events want, these fairs and festivals. So literally my three, four shows uh, from now till the basically mid-October is all alligator handling, alligator wrestling. Um, we also do exhibits where we just exhibit the alligators where people come up, we just answer questions. Then we also have a large uh, reptile walkthrough experience, which is basically a traveling zoo and uh, for reptiles. And we exhibit, uh, you know, depending on the state laws, uh, tortoises, turtles, uh, alligator snapping turtles, common snappers, crocodiles, alligators, caimans, non-venomous snakes. We do do venomous um, if the show wants it. Uh, we are bonded for that, but most shows don't care to have that, you know, but, um, but yeah, we do a lot of different package deals with uh, different type of shows that we put on. And the Alligator Wrestling, of course, is what we're known for, what I'm known for. So people want to see that in action. And trust me, they're not there to see the, me win. You know, we'll just keep it at that. They want that alligator to win. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's been something that we've done for a long time before the show gator boys then when gator boys came out our road shows got you know very busy and even to this date uh my road shows are still you know cruising along pretty good and i have friend one guy in particular his name is brad um he does hypnosis shows and an agricadabra magic show amazing guy he actually helps book our show on the road uh when my dad is my booking manager my dad books a lot of our events but brad Fills those gaps that we can't fill, which has been a blessing, you know, to us. Cause that's right now, that's how we fund our program. You know, these road shows is how we do that. We travel the country, we do shows, you know, we get paid to be there, we collect donations, we do gator photo opportunities, you know, they get the hands on, we teach them, but that money goes back into food, vet bills, building enclosures, uh, and so on. Getting new animals, you know, like we have to buy alligators off of trappers, it's not free. We have to purchase those animals and that all that money goes into all those different things. And that's how we can fund our program. And, uh, you know, basically I don't, I don't want to travel as much, you know, I've been doing it for a long time. That's why this facility is also going to be very good for us because it's going to be able to keep me home, uh, for a longer period of time. And, um, you know, we still will put a crew on the road to do some educational travel shows, but it's something that I don't want to do. Uh, constantly throughout the year. I like to do maybe four to five decent shows a year and just to bring in a little bit more income to help us with the facility and the animals. So, yeah. Yeah. Back to your point about people not wanting to see you win. Uh, I was working <laughs> with someone who once said, uh, if things, everything goes according to plan, it's a good show. When things go terribly wrong, it's a great show. <laughs> see, that's it, though. You're right. Whoever said that, they're correct. Are, yeah. It's just like what NASCAR. You don't watch NASCAR to see who wins. Yeah. That you know, that's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. So uh, I can say though, I've won most of the time. I've won <laughs> most of the time. I've had my my failures, you could say. But hey, it's all in the job you pick, man. You know, we catch alligators. You're gonna get bit and hurt. You're your cook. You're gonna burn yourself. If you're a carpenter, you're going to hit your finger with that hammer. So there's no yeah. doubt about it. So. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you still count to 10 on your two hands, you're in good shape. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I'm doing pretty good. I got that, but that other, I mean, I got scars out in the, 
but I can still use them, so that's all that matters. <laughs> so, so uh, you mentioned you have some venomous stuff that you usually sometimes do shows with. Uh, what's it like? Uh, what's it been your experience uh, working with venomous reptiles? Uh, so once again, it dates back to Native Village days. You know, we had a, a decent snake room there, reptile room that we had. Man, we had all kind of stuff come through that place. You know, we had people that kept animals there. They housed them there until their enclosures were done at home. But we had things from taipans to all different cobra species to, you know, mambas to uh, your native wildlife, you know, native snakes, venomous, um, to gaboons and rhino vipers. So, I mean, we had a, I was able to work with a big variety of snakes, which was really cool. I'm more into pit vipers. Um, you know, Africa, definitely one of my favorite areas for their snakes. Um, if I ever got to get out there, you know, seeing the gaboon vipers and the pup adders, they're just, they're some of my favorite, you know, species that I like to work with. Right now, um, I've had all of that. Right now, I kind of downsized my uh, venomous snake room uh, just because of, you know, not being open to the public. You know, it's all mouths to feed. And right now, yeah. those ant it's just costing money. So basically, I just have, if I'm going to do a reptile show with the venomous snakes, I'm keeping a lot of my native stuff. Um, so I pretty much just have a room full of native venomous right now. Eastern diamondbacks, copperheads, cane breaks. I have a bat wing, which is an eastern diamondback mixed with the cane break rattlesnake. Um, I have him. Uh, so just a few different things, pygmies, coral snakes, just things like that. That's what I have as of now. Gotcha. So, uh, any big plans in the future other than uh, the op hopefully opening up the park by the end of the year? Uh, in what aspect? Uh, just uh, reptiles and I wildlife. Reptiles. Uh, acquiring or anything. In general. Yeah. Anything. I mean, there are, de trust me, there's definitely uh, some other reptiles that I do want to obtain uh, crocodilian-wise for the facility, uh, but we're working on that, you know, that stuff now. Um, there is a, a facility, uh, not a facility, I, uh, hang on, what's it called? There is a place here in Ocala uh, called Zip the Canyons. Um, they are a place that does uh, zip lining here in Ocala, Florida, which is absolutely amazing. You get to zip line over big quarries, rock quarries, and people come from all over to do it. Um, they have helped us out tremendously here at the facility uh, with pointing us in the right direction. They dug out the pond for us. Uh, they're going to help us with a few other things, but we're looking at actually going to be putting in some uh, alligator enclosures at their facility. We're going to permit their place, I believe, and we're going to go ahead and put alligators on exhibit there. Um, just to give the people waiting uh, to go on the zip lines, you know, they have, you can go mining, you know, you can, uh, what do you call those things when you shift like this gems and things like that? They have that. The panning? Uh, yeah, the, they're sloughs, I think they're called. Yeah. And um, they, they have those. So we're just looking at putting some young alligators out there uh, so people can uh, learn a little bit about them from literature on their enclosures. Uh, it's either going to be in the gift shop or somewhere out back. Um, but we're working on that stuff, uh, hopefully in the near future. Nice. So uh, back to the show, uh, Gator Boys. 
Uh-huh. Uh, what do you say was your favorite part of working on that show? I mean, besides, you know, Gator Boys brought a lot of things to the table. I mean, one of the biggest things was, you know, getting to spend, you know, daily, a day, day in, day out with friends. You know, that was cool. And filming and meeting new people, you know, all the production, the network, you know, you get to meet all these interesting people. And, um, you know, like I said, one of the biggest things you get out of a show like that and, you know, a lot of people that, you know, have you know, what you call a little bit of fame. You know, I'm not like the rock walking down the street. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, we do get recognized and, you know, being able to do things for definitely, um, you know, kids or adults. Uh, I've done a lot of Make-A-Wish stuff, um, gone to hospitals, things like that, and met the kids. And um, that's probably one of the most powerful and meaningful things that came about with this show is being able to do stuff like that and fulfill things like that. And, you know, the fact that they want to meet me, I mean, it's like, really? Okay. You know, I, I'm fine with that, but it's just, it just crazy, you know, and these kids and, you know, they look at every day as the best day of their lives and they're dealing with, you know, heartache and terrible things and they're smiling you walk in there they're just the happiest go lucky people out there and that being able to help them and make their day a little brighter has always been uh a big part of that which we can give back so that was pretty cool definitely and saving a ton of alligators that was also a really cool aspect of the show too so yeah yeah so i don't know how much of this you're allowed to talk about but what is it like uh, working with like a major broadcasting network? Oh, I mean, you know, we are so Discover, we were on Animal Planet, which of course is owned by Discovery. Um, they were great, man. They were great to work for. You know, uh, we had a production company that, you know, did all of our stuff, but bottom line, Animal Planet or Discovery was the mothership of, you know, Gator Boys. And, you know, we had two people that worked with us on a daily basis, Benita and Shannon. They were amazing people. Uh, absolutely awesome to be around. Um, and then you had your, you know, higher ups with the network. We did things called upfronts where we went to New York or California to do stuff where um, it was pretty much promotional for the shows that they had on their networks. Uh, so you got to meet a lot of the other show uh, talents that they had. Um, but ultimately, the experiences were pretty good. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still a business in that aspect. So if they don't like something, it's definitely dealt with. Um, but bottom line, uh, no complaints, man. You know, Animal Planet was really good to us. And, um, you know, if I ever decide to do something in the future uh, with a show basis, you know, Animal Planet will probably be one of my first stops to see if they're interested. But if not, I, you know, I'm not afraid to go shop somewhere else. So, yeah. And then, uh, final question What animal, what reptile, other than the American alligator, is your favorite? Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. American alligators are definitely on the top, top. Um, like I said, I am a crocodilian fanatic. I am, I'm that type where, have all species here at Scales, Tails, and Teeth Wildlife Park, I definitely would. Uh, but I don't think I'm ever going to get to that caliber. 
I'm a big per. I love the mugger crocodile. That's just been a species that has always intrigued me. Um, and hopefully one day I'll be able to uh, be able to get hands on with and work with. Uh, they're not easy at all to obtain. Uh, yeah. But um, black caimans are another of my top favorite. And I actually got a chance to have hands on with one at the Phoenix Herb Society in Arizona. Uh, magical moment, you know, just it was surreal that I was holding a black caiman. But um, uh, there is a few different species that I would definitely uh, love to work more hands on with and obtain eventually here as an ambassador to their species, which I think would be pretty cool. Um, but mugger crocs and black caimans, those are the two that I think would be, uh, uh, that would fulfill that, that void in my, in my life. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. It's been really awesome having you on. Well, thank you for having me. And man, anytime, if uh, we can do this again.